The Secrets of Movies and TV Shows is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to Coffee and Comics, part of the Secrets of Movies and TV Shows podcast. And we'll be talking about superhero movies and the great comic book stories they adapt. I'm Thomas Salerno, and I'm joined on the panel tonight by David Handlos. Hi, David. Hello. And by Patrick Mason. Hello, Patrick. Hey, Tom. And Andrew Hermes. Hey, Andrew. Hey, thanks for having me. And be sure to follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. And you can find us on social media at facebook.com slash Media, or on Twitter, where we are at SQPN, or on Instagram, where we are at StarQuest Network. And please do us a favor by sharing this podcast with your friends or any other comic book geeks out there who will want to tune in to our discussions. And I thought for our inaugural episodes, we would start by talking about the state of the major comic book movie franchises. And that'll kind of give us a baseline, a good baseline for all our discussions moving forward. So tonight we will be discussing about the state of the DC extended universe. Although, are they still calling it that, guys? Or, or have they changed the name <laughs> on us? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe it's just DC Universe now. Okay. They could have called it Guns Galaxy for all I, I would have known. And... <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. But before we get into all that, I want to go around the panel and just have us quickly each introduce ourselves as like, how would you say, give our cred as comic book geeks, you know, just introduce ourselves and say, uh, you know, who we are, what's our favorite comic book character or storyline or what, what's your favorite comic book movie? Andrew, let's begin with you. What's your favorite superhero or comic book movie? Oh, su- favorite superhero. I mean, it has to be Batman. Um, I mean, I just grew up loving that character. I mean, Spider-Man and Batman were, were the first comics I really got into as a child. And Batman's kind of the one that stuck with me the most. And, you know, as far as my street cred, <laughs> I mean, I, uh, page cred. Yeah. <laughs> page cred. Yeah. Page cred, exactly. panel cred. My panel cred. I mean, I live in San Diego. I, I, I've gone to San Diego Comic-Con. I think this will be like my seventh or eighth year in a row going but i mean other than that i've just been a lover of comic books i i was a lover of them as a child and then i kind of found that love again in college when i read the watchman for the first time you know i so saw i'm going to comic-con again this year so it's, it hasn't and i'm nice. on this podcast so it has changed for me uh <laughs> the best uh batman comic for me is dark knight returns i mean it's a classic it's probably a stereotypical answer but i mean it's a stereotype for a reason that and if you were to ask me my favorite dc comics it would be that and watchman like one and two i guess obviously the when the Dark Knight trilogy came out, you know, it just boosted that sort of love I had for the character and, and the love I have for comic book movies. So that's, uh, yeah, if I had to answer that, that's, that's what I have to offer. Nice. And what about you, Patrick? I, I, I you're, our listeners can't see, but you are wearing a Superman shirt. Can I assume that Superman is one of your favorite characters? Yeah. So I, I have different answers depending on what point in my life we're talking. Ah, about. Yeah. Um, 
you know, when I started collecting comics as a kid, it was about the artwork for me. It was not about the story. And so, like, having known some cover artists going to conventions and stuff and meeting them, it's interesting because the artwork they do is so different a lot than what's in the books themselves. But that's really what drew me in. And my absolute favorite comic book character from when I was a kid was Iron Man. And it was because, like, I've, I've always been kind of an engineer nerd. And it's just such an engineer nerd character. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Like, the, yeah. the, yes. The artwork around him is just so engineer nerd, you know, little kid dreaming up all these weird stuff that you could ever come up with, spaceman suit sort of stuff. And that was Iron Man for me. And it honestly wasn't really until close to college when I started actually really reading these, <laughs> these books that I were collect I was collecting <laughs> and, and realized, oh hey, there's like storylines <laughs> and, and they go from book to book. And I would say at that point was right around Death of Superman. And I got real into Superman. And and really he is the only DC character I have any number of comics for. And it's all, it all revolves around that. It all revolves around the death of Superman and, you know, before and after and all, you know, there was a huge, huge crossover event and they had all the, the comics that was big for me. And so that, that became my, like my favorite. It's all, and that's been my favorite on the DC side forever. As far as the movies go, Iron Man still stands as number one for me. And it was, it was kind of this weird, you know, cause he's not, he's not like a mainline Marvel figure. Prior to the movies, you know, it's always Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four and, and what they got the movies, right? The Sony pictures and Iron Man was just sort of this weird, you know, kind of cult following. And then the movie was just so huge. And Robert Downey Jr. was such a an excellent choice for it. So, but yeah, that's been those have been my big ones, I think. And I, I still love Superman because he's such a he's just such a stand up guy, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, like through and through. Him and yeah. Captain America. There's just they're just mm -hmm. stand up guys. They just are. <laughs> oh yeah, and we'll definitely have more to say about Superman later tonight, given DC's plans for him. But uh, David, what about you? Where are you coming from in terms of comic books? Um, I'm coming from. Let's see here, nerd page, whatever cred you call it. I'm in, born and raised in the middle of Kansas, and I moved to the middle of, to part of Nebraska, so I didn't really move that far. So, uh, comic books was. Uh, First, my first look at actual—I didn't know what actual cities were. I just looked at comics and figured that's what they looked like. <laughs> I didn't really get into comic. I mean, uh, really hardcore into comics until yeah, the, around the death of Superman, just right around the death of Superman, which is you know early early nineties ish. And I always liked movies. The I mean, probably the first two, you know, Superman one and two with Christopher Reeve is probably going to be. I mean, Superman isn't like my favorite, but that was just like I could just watch Superman one just sit down and watch that original one and just sit down and watch it and listen to that music. <laughs> the kid in me just loves that movie. But the, as far as just like on, on the comics, like death of Superman was the first one I ever, I'm going to stick with DC. Once I started collecting comics, I have hundred, I mean, my, my collection spans Marvel, DC and several others ever since. And then when I got older, I couldn't afford those anymore. So that's what graphic, why, why trade paperbacks exist. <laughs> I mean, my favorite is as, as far as like, I, once I start, once I read um, the death of Superman, I read the follow up. There was a, uh, a storyline called Funeral for a Friend, where it introduced all these other comic book heroes that you know paid respects and you know, their respects and all this stuff. I'm like, who are these guys? So I started 
So then I started reading previous things. I, I, one of my favorite, if I just want to have a good laugh, I will read the Justice League comic books, not from what most people think of as Justice League, but there's a Justice League era from the 80s, which is just basically, it's half screwball comedy, which is before the... Right. Which is, yeah, where, where it it were... Was there Green Lantern? There was Green Lantern, and there was Batman, and but it wasn't the Green Lantern that most people know. He was a he was a loudmouth who would shoot off his ring just as for anything. You know, just there was guys like there was a Green Lantern named Guy Gardner. There was Blue Beetle. There was Booster Gold. There was you know Batman was in there for a little bit. And there was Martian Manhunter, and they would more more than likely um, destroy the building they were trying to save <laughs> just because they because they were just were not getting along. There was one of the very first storylines is still I have it I have it collected because it's one of my because ba- even Batman finally loses his cool with Guy Gardner and just <laughs> and just finally just challenges him just to <laughs> just to shut him up and just knocks him out with one punch. Just there's a I I, I have I mean, it's one of my favorite lines are just 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 cold cocks him with and, and he's out and then everyone just sitting there laughing and <laughs> no one comes to his rescue no one's worried about this if he's hurt or not they just go off to the other room and start talking. About something else, so that's my favorite. Just to run, just for for some fun. But I guess the the ones I've been reading the most lately are the current DC comics. Don't do too much about it. There's something called the Justice Society that Black the Black Adam movie talked about a little bit. But I started collecting a lot of the old school Justice Society things because those are heroes from the 40s on up, and some of them are they're fun and they're at the same time so ridiculous that they're just. They're just a blast. If anyone out there hasn't heard of this guy before, he's not in any of the movies. Probably will never be. There's a, there's a there's a hero from the '40s called Our Man, and you know there's a version of him that still exists today, where his whole shtick is that he's a very talented chemist who developed a drug that can give him superpowers for an hour. Basically, he's a couple levels above Captain America. He can bench press a car. He's bulletproof. All that stuff. But only for an hour, which doesn't sound that that weird, but it's only for an hour. And he names himself Our Man. That's like calling that's like Superman calling himself Kryptonite guy. Like it's putting your weakness right there. <laughs> and it's uh, it's just it just all, all these weird challenges like, oh, no, they figured out that I'm only uh, that I only have 59 minutes left. Uh, so uh, long story short, I've been reading comics way too long. Yeah, like for me, I've been a fan of these characters pretty much for as long as I can remember. I grew up on Batman, the animated series and all its, you know, spinoffs, Superman, Batman beyond the justice league. And I remember at my local library. Okay. So there, there's this book publisher called DK and they used to publish like all these like guidebooks to the different superheroes. And my local library had them. And I would just go, even though I wasn't reading the comics at the time, there wasn't really a comic book shop near me. I would just go and rent these books out of the library. They're basically encyclopedias of superheroes. And I would read them cover to cover until I had just absorbed all of these random facts about these characters without having read any of their storylines. Like I knew all this stuff. And like once I was in high school, I started listening rather. I I started reading some of the, uh, the trade paperbacks. And I remember the first one I picked up was Batman No Man's Land. Yes. It's still my favorite. Hell yeah. To this very day is Batman No Man's Land. Basically, long story short is Gotham City is almost completely destroyed by an earthquake. The government decides we are tired of rebuilding this town all the time. We're going to cut it off from the United States. 
And bat, they, they put like the National Guard around it. They, they cut it. They give everyone a few weeks to get out. And if you're not out by that time, you are stuck in the city with all of the supervillains and all this stuff. And Batman and the police take back the city like over the course of a year, block by block. And it's still my favorite Batman story. I would I would love to see it adapted as like an HBO Max show or something like that would be just amazing. But like ever since I, I read that, I started getting into reading a lot of the trade paperbacks. It's funny because I, I don't actively collect issues now, but if something that interests me comes out in trade paperback, I'll read it. My favorite movie has got to be Batman Begins. Something about that movie, it, it came out at just the right time for me as a Batman fan. Yes, yes. There hadn't been a Batman movie since Batman and Robin, Oof. which I didn't really like. Uh. And you no, know, um, yeah, like even as a kid, even as a kid, I didn't like that movie. And it seems kind of aimed at children. But even as a kid, I'm like, well, this isn't like Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, so I'm like, when, when Batman Begins came out and just going through his whole origin story and the more grounded take, that was the Batman movie I needed at that time. And it still has a lot of great themes about, you know, fear and, and overcoming fear that kind of arc through that whole trilogy. And yeah, no, I'm still a huge Batman fan to this day. I'm mostly a fan of the DC characters, although I do like Marvel. I kind of like Captain America because to me, he's the most DC-esque of Marvel's characters <laughs> in a way, because he's very much like Superman. He's very much like this character that you look up to that I like about a lot of, the, of DC's pantheon. I think we've got a good group here, people coming from, you know, different perspectives, different backgrounds regarding comics. And it's funny because DC, we're, we're moving into this new era of DC films. And DC has never had like the kind of MCU kind of style that Marvel has where they had a plan going in to build up to the Avengers. And then after that, okay, well, we're going to do this again. We're going to do phase two. We're going to get into the whole infinity saga. But now it seems like they're, they're, they're kind of moving into that space. But I'd like to get your guys' take on the DC universe so far in terms of basically starting with Man of Steel up till now. What's your general opinion been of the DC films. Ooh, well, it started out really strong for me as far as like the DC EU, whatever you want to call it. Man of Steel, I, I feel is the best film that they've produced, you know, because that, that film, you know, to me, I know that film is, is a little divisive uh, as is pretty much every film, but I think that one, it grounded Superman in such a way that, you know, kind of mirrored a little bit, you know, how dark Knight grounded Batman but I felt like there was a good balance of, of like, well, what if this really, what if an alien, you know, superhero really landed, you know, on earth? Uh, I, I felt like the, that they sort of captured that concept really well. And, uh, I love Zod as a villain and I love, you know, obviously Kevin Costner as, as Pa Kent and Russell Crowe, you know, it, I thought the dynamic between his two different fathers were, was great. And, and I thought that it really nailed sort of the tone that the DCEU could uh, kind of carry moving forward. 
and then you know things obviously gone to a mess i mean when uh, <laughs> you know i'm i'm one of the more i guess bigger defenders of batman v superman but i recognize the 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 flaws of that film and and you know it's not a perfect film by any means the ultimate cut i think it's called i think it, it it's a lot better um it irons out a few things but i mean overall like that for a movie that has batman and superman in it i mean you're expecting theoretically it should be bigger than even like avengers <laughs> an Aven- an avengers movie because this is these are the titans of 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 comic book characters and i i think they probably rushed it you know what i like about dc is that they they can take more risks than than marvel can and no way am i saying the the dcu is better than the mcu the mcu triumphs <laughs> dc films in every way and, and if i had to pick my favorite comic book movie it would be you know avengers uh endgame and infinity and infinity war because you know it's it's something that that's that's never happened in cinematic history where you have like 20 some odd movies culminating into this one big event and really paying off we'll probably never see it again in our lifetime so it was really an accomplishment and and as much as I love like the Dark Knight and and Batman Begins, you know it it, it doesn't accomplish what you know the MCU did. But again, I mean, uh, talking about the DC film universe, like I, as it stands now, like I think it's with with James Gunn and and I know we're gonna get into like his slate, but you know all the sort of lessons learned. I mean, there were so many things that happened that like involving tragedy, like 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 Zack Snyder's daughter uh you know lo- losing her life and taking her own life and that leading to the sort of Joss Whedon Frankenstein mess of a Justice League movie that we got with the the lip the mustache uh <laughs> mustacheless superman uh yeah for like how do you like if you remember the first shot of that movie is is with superman and that cgi'd out mustache like how did they look at it like when they're watching the dailies and stuff how do they look at this like oh yeah this is gonna work like it it it, it, it was really i mean you could you could look up the behind the scenes drama behind all that but it it was had to do with the tragedy had to do with like just the like most movies that do poorly studio interference is usually not a good thing when the studio tries to take control and you know, I I know Zack Snyder has like his sort of cult like fans, and then you know people that really dislike him. But you know, I thought he did a good job with obviously with Man of Steel, and I thought Batman v Superman had a, a lot of good things going for it. But you know, I'm glad he got to f- to finish his vision. I I, I enjoyed uh, the Snyder cut. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know if you qualify that as a movie. It's more of like a I guess a mini series, but it's an epic sort. It's sort of a unique thing, right? Uh, that, that came onto streaming. I enjoy. I, en- I enjoy that a lot. I, 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 I love finally getting to see Dark Side, um, uh, and I thought he was it was really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like uh, so far they have a long ways to go if they want to be considered sort of in the same light as the MCU, and I think it's a good time for them because. The MCU right now is in sort of a somewhat of a flux where not everything they're churning out is like widely loved and uh you know people are criticizing the, the MCU more than ever and 
that obviously has a lot to do with you know after Endgame you lose a lot of big characters and 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 actors that have carried the MCU for for ten years, and that's to to be expected. So I think it's a good time for for DC films, uh, you know, and James Gunn and Peter Safran going forward to um to sort of start from a clean slate and uh i think they can again they have the 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 opportunity to to do a lot of things differently than the mcu um and they're not they don't have to be attached to a certain formula of how they have to do you know produce a movie and and continue a storyline and obviously with james gunn having the experience that he had being a big part of the mcu i think that that's uh, a huge advantage for them um so so yeah, we'll see. I'm excited because again, uh, I'm a ba- Batman being my favorite character. I want to see as much of him on the live screen, and 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 now that we have, we're gonna have two Batmans in live action. That's great. <laughs> I love Pattinson, and I love to see uh, whoever they're gonna cast, and and I'm I'm excited to see the the, the whole Damian Wayne character. I, I never thought I'd get to see Damian Wayne live action, so um, so that's gonna be really cool, and and yeah, hopefully they don't. You know, I, I I like James Gunn, so I have I have confidence. So I'm hoping they don't they don't mess it up. But I'm excited for what what's what's to come. I'm glad that they've decided to do to to market some movies as Elseworlds, so that not all the movies have to fit, like you said, Andrew, into kind of a cookie cutter mold. That there can be some movies that are very very different still be vaguely part of the same DC multiverse, but can take more risks and do, you know, crazier things. And so we can have two on live action on screen Batmans at the same time, you know? Yeah. It's, it's insane. Yeah. And have them be different, different versions of Batman. Right. It's the great thing about the comic book. Yeah. Bringing the comic book genre into the movie realm is you, you can pick and choose what, what, age am i going to bring this guy from mm-hmm. where, where what storyline you know which one are we playing here yeah so, um you know i i think for me i think the dc eu is very much built too much too fast and poorly done there's been like glimmers of hope in several of them but um uh, maybe poorly poorly done is not the right word too fast too much and too dark mm-hmm. yeah um cuz in my and and I might be terribly wrong, but in my past previous, you know, comic book collecting life, um, it was sort of this hierarchy, like DC was the lightest and then Marvel was a little darker mm-hmm. and then you had like image and like some of the other stuff. And, you know, eventually that all kind of fell apart through the nineties and into the two thousands where everybody was like on this rush to be the <laughs> darkest they could mm-hmm. be, um, to do these storylines, you know? who's going to have the most curse words and the most blood and blah, blah, blah. But it, it just felt to me like this, the, the DCU effort has been a lot darker than the Marvel. It's wild. And in my mind, that's never how it should be. Right. Like the, except, you know, Batman's always like the one exception. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but in general, you know, Superman is supposed to be this beacon of light, hope, and this person that people can rally around and wonder woman's kind of the same way. And what I got from man of steel was, a very conflicted Clark Kent, a very conflicted kind of Superman persona. 
I, I thought overall Man of Steel, I, I would almost agree that it was the best. I don't think it was the best, but I would probably put it up there as number two or maybe three because it, it was at least one single storyline. You know, it wasn't what felt like multiple movies being crammed into one because it felt like whoever was behind, you know, Warner Brothers or whoever's behind the DC studio was trying to catch up to Marvel. You know, we got to have, you know, so many movies and we got to have a big crossover event, just like Marvel's doing. And, and it all felt very rushed. Like Batman v Superman was about three movies in one. Um, you know, you had the buildup of Batman and Superman and, you know, really Batman probably should have had his own movie. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And then you had the, the, um, the fight should have been its own movie. <laughs> <laughs> like nine mm -hmm. minutes was just not yeah. enough. Come on people. It's Batman versus Superman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and then you had Doomsday stuck in there, which to me was like mm, a gut punch. That was not, that was unnecessary. Right. And it was just stuck in kind of at the end of this last 10 minutes. And I'm like, what a waste, right? This should have been the culminating event of your like 20, you know, movie thing. And you stuck it in at like movie two or three. Uh, and so that hurt. And then going into Justice League, Justice League was like five movies <laughs> <laughs> jammed into one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because you know the Flash, you had Cyborg, mm -hmm. you had you know those characters being introduced, bringing the the guys together. Um, you Steppenwolf, and then when you bring the the Snyder cut into it, you know uh, Dark Side. I mean, that's those that's so much progression there, and I, I think the Snyder cut was better. I agree, but still, it was just so much in such a little space. If anyone listening, I'm just nodding emphatically right now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and, and then. Uh, you know, we got Wonder Woman, which the first one was, you know, absolutely phenomenal. Oh, yes. Up until the last 10 minutes. <laughs> I still enjoyed the last 10 minutes. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it had to be a big fight with a god at the end. And I'm like, whatever. Come it's on. still fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that that would be my number one, would be uh, uh, Wonder Woman. Um, then I'm a big World War One. I, 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 you know, I'm a big history buff. And World War Two is obviously a big, big one. But there's not enough focus on World War One. I like the choice of using World War One for for once. Very yes. few people do that. Yeah. I like that choice. And then and then Aquaman was good too, but again, it was probably two movies, possibly three, because you had the whole the storyline with the fight for ascendancy in the kingdom, and you had like the Mantis stuff going on on the surface, and then you had like the him, you know, taking over all the five kingdoms or whatever. And I'm like, you guys could have broken this up and given us more. <laughs> That would have been fine. And I see Flash coming down the line, and I'm thinking the same dang thing. I'm like, this has got to be like three movies. Although everything everything they're saying about The Flash is that it's a really, yeah. really good movie. I, I hope mean, so. Jam I mean, James Gunn, James Gunn went so far to say it's one of the best comic book movies he's ever seen. And he had nothing to do with it. I mean, he just got hired. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I mean, obviously, time will tell. I, 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 I'm hoping The Flash will be like a nice, at least sort of the the last remnant of the the old DCEU um and then we can look forward to uh and I guess it's supposed to reset everything right so it's going to be technically a part of the DCU going forward as well yeah and um i guess the other one suicide squads and that it does worry me a little bit about James Gunn um because while i enjoy, i did enjoy suicide squad 2 more than suicide squad 1 it was gross <laughs> i don't know how else to put it it was very bloody and very gross. 
If if James Gunn is going to do yeah. a rated R movie, yeah, that's, that's, yeah you're yeah. going to get gross. Um, yeah, and yeah. so I want to skip Peacemaker. Then yeah, I haven't watched yeah. Peacemaker. I love I love Peacemaker, but I no. I, I have more of a stomach <laughs> for that stuff. <laughs> skip pe- yeah, yeah. skip Peacemaker. Well, man. and and so the part the part that's sad to me is I love comedies, so I I really do want to watch it. Um, but it just it strikes me as maybe a little too much for me. But I think it's safe to say every all the movies then, on his slate yeah. are not none of them are going to be rated R. Not going to be yeah. <laughs> Okay. Right. Yeah. So, and then Black Adam was, um, Black Adam was great, but again, it was two movies. Um, uh, you know, the, the whole introduction of the Justice Society and then the actual fight with Black Adam. I don't know. It's just, there's, it always feels like you guys could have made, like, then they could have done it well. They could, I, I feel, I feel like watching the movies they made, I'm like, you guys could have made two to three more. You could have spread this out over several movies. And I believe you would have done it well because I think the product you produced was good in its own way, but it wasn't. Come on, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You're just so close. You're just trying to cram too much into it. But that's, that is the feeling in general that I have about the DC um, EU. And I, I do really hope they use this opportunity as like, you know, kind of the breathing space over in the Marvel world that it's no longer this huge pressure on them that they can really slow down and really tell the stories of the superheroes in you know a compelling and and awesome way without having to crowd a bunch of events and and you know tick a bunch of boxes and really tell the story so sorry i rambled for a while there (laughs) that's kind of what this show is about though (laughs) ramble about comic Mm -hmm. movies what about you, David? What what what's your take on this series so far? If we can call well, it a series, uh, series, yeah. It's. I mean, I'm going to reiterate what the guys have already said just a little bit. I mean, where it's just. I mean, they tried to do too much too quickly. Um, yep. The I I liked. I mean, the there was you know I liked Man of Steel, liked Wonder Woman, I liked Aquaman. Those were all kind of standalone movies that could build towards something else. Kind of like kind of like the first Mar- kind of like the first Marvel movies. Iron Man was good, you know, but it could stand on its own. Captain America was good, could stand on its own. Thor was goofy but could stand on its own more. <laughs> you know, the, the, all the yeah, like I'll, yeah. Thor we'll go on that. But you know, like most of those like those were all good initial ones that kind of stood on their own. They didn't like they didn't in, initial like okay, boom, we're going to we're going to like, like obviously force all these together. They kind of like in Marvel, the first thing, they kind of linked them all together. And if it a little bit, and if the box office didn't work, then, the, then no harm, no foul. They just won't, wouldn't keep, but here they're like, no, we're yeah. Like you, like you guys said, like they try to cram after the first cut, they had a couple halfway decent ones. And then like, okay, we're going to accelerate and throw a whole bunch into it. It's just, there's too much too fast. There's so many great characters in DC. Just they trying to do too many to like, I, I have, I'm a big fan of all, all the characters they put in the movies. They just tried to put too many in at once. Yeah. That that's where, I, that's the gist of it. They tried to do heck. They could have done more, more with uh, Julie Andrews character in, in Aquaman. <laughs> just, for, yeah. 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 For, for me, the DCEU has been very frustrating. And I think that's because of how much of a fan of the Bruce Tim Paul Dini animated 
universe based off of Batman the Animated Series. I am. I'm such a huge fan. Like, to, to me, those are the characters. And I'm always going to judge because I came in. I came in through that avenue first rather than the comic books. I'm always going to judge. It's almost like I'm always going to judge the movies as adaptations of the the animated universe <laughs> rather than <laughs> rather than adaptations of the comic books. So it's like especially with DC. And so it's like I I judge the movies like based on how close the characters are to how I remember them from when I was a kid in the in the DC animated universe. And Patrick, yeah, I agree with you. It it the the tone was too dark for me. I mean, I I liked Man of Steel initially. I I have not liked it as much on rewatch, but I did like it when I first saw it. I've liked the standalones, like David said, usually pretty well. You know, I I liked Wonder Woman. I and for some reason, I really liked Aquaman. It's fun, and it's fun. I think it's just because yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it is a fun movie. It went out of its way to be a crazy comic book movie, like showing you all these crazy Atlantean worlds and and Black Manta was such a stereotypical over the top supervillain. I, I just <laughs> I, I just loved everything about that. They made a billion dollars. I know, and it was great. I'm just like I'm like the highest grossing movie of the whole DC year. <laughs> really? Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Instead of focusing on all this world building, they should have, they should have hurried up and made Aquaman two a lot sooner. I agree. Right. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I've I've been kind of frustrated with these films because of the darker tone. And yeah, because of how everything seemed rushed when when they announced that they were going to do, okay, Man of Steel. Now we're doing Batman and Superman and then Justice League. And I'm like, wait a minute. In my mind, I was like, okay, you have Superman. Then you add Batman. Then you have a Trinity movie with Wonder Woman, except that kind of became Batman v Superman because they introduced Wonder Woman at the end. So, yeah, to me, it was the same thing. I thought they were trying to play catch up with Marvel. You know, like we 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 need some of that Marvel money. We need to do this real fast. And I'm like, guys, no, like Marvel fans stuck with it through like how many movies was it until Endgame? Did we say it was like 23? Yeah, 23. So like Marvel fans stuck with that because you guys took they took the time to tell a good story and to make you invested in these characters like you said patrick with the dc movies they're like just introducing characters and you're like to the average person who's not a comic book fan they're gonna be like who are you why should i care about you like all of a sudden in a lot of these movies characters just pop up i'm hopeful now that at least they have some kind of direction that they're going in and they have a creative vision, but also it's not going to be a creative vision. That's a straight jacket. Cause I think in, in his video announcing this, James Gunn said he thought it was important to give the directors a lot of creative freedom and leeway. So I actually think that's a good segue into the, my next question is what do you guys think of James Gunn as being one of the leading, you know, pioneers of this new era of DC film? I think it's uh I think it's a great hire. I, I think I'm very glad it's not The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's busy with football. Well, The Rock was trying to I guess self-impose his, his you know himself into the that sort of role. You know, if you if you oh. I mean I I was I saw all the hype that was leading up to Black Adam and and 
and even and I was there at Comic Con before the movie came out, and he was all about I forgot exactly how it worded, but he's like the power of the DC universe is going to shift. You know the right. You know everything's going to change. You know once Black Adam comes out, it's just going to be. And then you hear all these like behind the scenes stories that are coming out now. I don't know if you guys have followed any of that that drama, but The Rock refused. Like I guess he was supposed to be a big part of Shazam too. But The Rock refused to be a part of it because he thought Shazam wasn't a, hmm. a big enough character because he wanted uh, he wanted to uh, right away be Superman's foe. So that's why he he basically right. forced uh, Warner Brothers to to get Henry Cavill to appear in the post credit scene. He wanted to be he wanted to battle Superman. He wanted to skip the whole Shazam. Obviously, The Rock has no <laughs> idea <laughs> Or, or real awareness of, of, of Shazam or Black Adam's real origins. I, I feel like he was just gunning for the the big dogs. He's you know he's probably thinking he's the rock. Like, who's Shazam? I gotta go against Superman. Anyway, I felt like if Black... I think he felt like Black Adam was gonna make a bajillion dollars and then he was gonna get to do whatever he wanted. Thankfully, it didn't. And and <laughs> so I'm happy that that James Gunn was hired. I, I like... I, I particularly like it because he is a creative himself. Like, he's been... He's a director. He's a writer. He he has a lot of experience, uh, obviously in the in the MCU, and he's had great success. And I I mean I love I mean Gar- the first Guardians is probably still his his best comic book movie, but I still enjoyed I, I enjoyed Guardians two very much, and I love the Christmas special that they came out with. Oh gosh, you forgot about that. Yeah. Oh wow. So I think Santa Claus song. Yeah. Such a good song. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Man. He's the man. Kevin Bacon. So just like Kevin Feige, I mean Kevin Feige, if you remember, he was a producer on all the older X Men films and and a lot of the comic book movies that did horribly. You know, be, when comic book movies were were a joke, mm-hmm. like he right. so he got to learn from all those mistakes, and and I think that's a big part of why he was he's been successful with with the MCU. And I, I so I think James Gunn, you know, can, can be a, a sort of a, a good shepherd um, in that same light where he has the experience and he's he's learned lessons. Um, he did get, I mean, he, he did get fired and then rehired by Disney. Um, uh, mm. and he, he got to do suicide squad in, in between that. Um, and, and, and he got to do peacemaker. So he's, he's, he's been on both sides of the, the comic book universes. So I think that's another big advantage. And I like, like you mentioned, I like what he said, where he's going to allow the directors to sort of, uh, have their own vision and, and. And what he said in that video where he announces the slate, he he says that like each movie can have their own aesthetic, their own style. So I think that could set itself apart from Marvel, where all the Marvel movies look the same, you know, aesthetically. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that, that's a I think that's a brilliant idea. And and I also like they said that, too, because as much as I love James Gunn, you know, you don't want every movie to be like a James Gunn type of movie because you're just going to. Like, like, what if we just get ten straight Guardians of the Galaxy type movies like that? It's gonna get old, and it's it's it, it, it's gonna be silly, right? You can only exactly. get so many yeah. mixtapes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, I'd be happy. So, I, I, uh, <laughs> music is great in those movies. I, it is. I mean, yes. yeah, I can't argue yes. with that. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I'm glad that he's writing and directing Superman. Uh, I think it'll be cool to see what his vision is for that. And yeah, I, I can't, I mean, the only other person you'd like to, to maybe see in that place is like, I don't know, like what if 
what would someone like a, a, a like a Steven Spielberg or a or a John Favreau or something do you know with DC I mean I think I think James Gunn could, could really catapult himself if, if he does well um and be one of these sort of big names in, in in Hollywood. I mean, he already is as a director, but I think as a studio head, he has a chance here to, to do something special. Um, cause it, what DC has going for it is their rogues gallery, uh, I think is way better than Marvel's. So I think if you can elevate that on a cinematic level, you know, you can do something really, really special. What do you think, Patrick? What do you, what do you think of this hire of James Gunn? It, do you think it bodes well? Or I, I think obviously the answer is yes, based on what you said about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I. it's really going to depend on what if he can uh, successfully make the transition from director to, you know, studio exec or, or you know, whatever that's called. But because uh, he's not. There's a very different like jump from director to like guy in the shadows. Like you go from being the guy who's telling everybody what to do to being the smoking man who, <laughs> you know, every once in a while you, you lean over the director. You're like, he's got to say this. Why? Don't worry about it. Well, that's why I, li- I like, I like come that. Up four movies from now. <laughs> Did you just X-Files this? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Oh my God. Well, that that's uh, just a quick comment. That's why I like also, um, that they didn't just hire James Gunn, they they hired uh, P, uh, Peter Safran. So uh, he's the co-head right. of, of DC Films. Um, so that's, uh, James Gunn said himself, he's like, he wouldn't have, se- have accepted the job if he, if he had to do like all the sort of Hollywood business type stuff. He can focus on the creative and Safran having extensive experience on the, on the business side and the producing side, he can worry about that. So I think, I think that 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 also is sort of a benefit to to this hire, where he can just solely focus on the on the storylines and the creative. Yeah, and when you get a, a combo like that, when you get a really dedicated and proven out creative and a really solid businessman who who both understands the business side and what he's doing, as long as they can work together, that could be a really you know dynamic duo. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm going to use the <laughs> the term, but they could be they could produce a really amazing universe right we could really see an amazing dcu but it all hinges on um can he make you know in my mind can james gunn make that that jump to i'm not going to be the guy in the trench anymore uh i'm going to be the guy kind of over the guys in the trenches and then can he work well sometimes dumping dirt back onto the guys in the trench probably right (laughs) (laughs) exactly so um and then and then can they can they both manage the studio right because you know, ultimately, um, I think one of the things that Feige and, and Favreau had on the Marvel side was they could manage the studios. Uh, and and especially once Disney got on board, I imagine that was a much bigger fight than it used to be. Because with Marvel, it was just sort of like, you know, we tried selling our movies to Sony and to, um, you know, United Art and, and whoever out there, and it sort of worked, but it didn't work real well, and, and they were always just okay. Spider-Man movies did well, and X-Men was kind of eh. You know, and, and no one will pick up this Ant-Man and the Wasp movie <laughs> we've been trying to sell for a decade. Right. And so let's let's do one of the off-ball ones, Iron Man, and we'll just start our own studio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of a different place when you're, when you're when you're bought by somebody and then you're okay, well, Disney's now in charge of us. Now we've got to deal with their executives, but we've already, we already have a proven product. 
or kind of going forward. And, you know, the DC is sort of already in house, right? It's already, it's Warner brothers, right? It's already, and you know, one of the three largest, or I think it, I think they own like a third of all media. If I remember correctly, <laughs> they're one of the largest media clearinghouse corporations in the world. And so like what finding those execs is like, is a very different experience because for Disney, um, you know, Marvel was one of the, the first big, like suddenly Disney becoming this giant media octopus that it's become. It's now one of the big six. Um, but Marvel was an early acquisition. So they were coming in while, while Disney was still, you know, not as big as it is now, nothing near as big as it is now. And, and I think because of that, they were given a lot of free reign. So that, that to me is going to be, you know, how much do they let, james and and the team off the leash and then and then how well does james transition into being kind of an overhead guy um i don't know <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying not to have great expectations because i've just been so hurt uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so far but then again the batman movie um mm-hmm. with pattinson um phenomenal so yeah. good phenomenal yeah. Very long. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, very long. Um, yeah. <laughs> movies are just longer these well, days. Just, they just are. I can only. I can, yeah. I can only be dark for so long. Yeah. Like, I can, yeah. Can only brood for so long. I'm not. I'm like. I'm like the guy from the Lego Movie. I like to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is awesome. Please tell me that. Thing is awesome. <laughs> so, what about you, David? What What's your take? On James Gunn's new direction, I think um, as long as he can, yeah, it's a yeah. He, as long as he can really let people do their own thing, they, they've got a they've got a shot. Like he's he's had a good track record um, of taking some taking um, kind of like kind of like well kind of like Marvel, but where where you know he's other Marvel movies like, well, like with guardians or like the suicide squad or peacemaker, he's made hits out of characters. Most people don't, uh, unless, unless you're guys like me, you don't really know them that well. I mean, I knew every one of those characters, but no, not many people are going to know who javelin is or, uh, or yeah, or captain boomerang. But, um, but yeah, you can, you know, it's, he knows how to do that. And, um, some of the slate of things coming up looks, like it has a good mix of the fairly familiar, but not, but you know, it, it looks like it can do some, do something a little different. And that's, I think that's what DC needs to do is things a little differently. And if they're going to do interconnected things, they need to do things differently than they did before. But at the same time, it'd be good to still keep, I hope they still keep doing one-off things. Like I, I'm not, I don't like, I liked the Batman I know a lot of people like that standalone Joker movie. Um, I just don't like to go that dark. But I mean, there there are so many different one-off stories that they need to give themselves the freedom to do that kind of stuff. Probably, I think. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. And I, I think with this sort of Elseworlds banner that they're putting those kind of projects under, yes. I think it'll work out pretty well. And then speaking of that slate, the next question I want to th- throw out to you guys is. What's your, of the ones that are announced in that uh, video, which we'll, we'll probably have a link to that in the show notes so that our listeners can can watch it, too. But what, what's your most anticipated 
film out of that bunch. Did you guys have one? It's got to be the Brave and the Bold for me. I mean, <laughs> ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's a good, again, good, good, good bit, being a Batman fan. And then I'm also, I, I, I like the Damian Wayne character a lot from the comics. Um, I know the general public is not too familiar with, uh, with that Robin. So I think it's, it's, it'll be a nice sort of introduction to the Bat family. Yeah. I never thought we would get to see, uh, you know, a Robin other than <laughs> Dick Grayson. Uh, uh, as far as the movies are concerned, and I, so I'm hoping that you know, uh, in the in the Pattinson uh, Bat universe, maybe we'll get a Dick Grayson there. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm sure Dick Grayson will probably will probably be Nightwing at this point. Um, in the Brave and the Bold. So again, another amazing character that we'll get oh to see. Gosh, so yeah, that has a lot going for it. Uh, I love the Grant Morrison run that it, it seems to be inspired by. Uh, I. I I've collected a lot of those comics and yeah, I think uh, I'll be excited to hear like who ends up, you know, being director who, you know, who's writing it, who's, who's going to be the, this, this uh, DCU uh, Batman. I mean, and other than that, I love Swamp Thing. I love Alan Moore's run. Uh, so I'm very much, and James Mangold is one of my favorite living directors. So, I mean, he hit it out of the park with Logan. It, it looks like, yep. uh, his Indiana Jones movies is it looks really good. So you know, as far as the trailers are concerned, so Disney and Lucasfilm are ha- have so much confidence in him that they gave him a Star Wars movie as well that they just announced at Celebration. So uh, him and then him officially announcing that he's currently writing Swamp Thing, you know, has me excited for it. So I know I kind of cheated and picked two, but those those are <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. That's cool. um, yeah. And then yeah, I, I mean Superman Legacy. You know, just curious to see what James Gunn's vision is for Superman. I'll throw that in there too. But yeah, all a lot of interesting uh, properties on there. Stuff that I'm not even that familiar with. I'm, I know nothing about Creature Commandos, but but that looks cool. I, I, I uh, you know, I, I think um, doing a Themyscira prequel series sounds good. Booster Gold can be fun. I think I just announced most of the slate, but the the, the yeah. but brave and the bold, yeah, obviously for me, had <laughs> to pick one is what I'm looking forward to. Unlimited is the one I've seen trailers for, so not not very many. But between the two, <laughs> uh, between the Flash and the Blue Beetle, I'm much more looking forward to the Blue Beetle. Oh, okay, um, cool. As as interesting as the Flash like looks, uh, especially with um, Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. Mm. It, and again, feel it just it just feel like it's yelling at me like I'm a forced movie that's full of like three movies really and <laughs> and and in a rush job um, to copy something that was done on the MCU side with the Spider Man No Way Home with bringing the alternate Spider Mans in on the same thing, which was just so amazing. Um, and I would love to see like all the Batmans to get get together. That would be pretty fun. Oh, that that would be my uh, dream movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I could die happy. Yeah, can't do Adam West anymore, unfortunately. But all the rest of them. I don't know. With all the the, the um, new fake stuff that they're doing in the movies. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, yeah, they could uh, yeah. target him, right? Grand Moff Tarkin, and that would be easy. It would be easier to do him because you could. Most of the face would be. Hidden oh, by that. Him. That would just. That would just hurt. That would hurt. That would hurt. I'm sorry. I just couldn't do that. I just feel like that's so disrespectful. Get the West family's <laughs> blessing first. 
but I would not be opposed to yeah. AI generated Adam West voice. Adam West. <laughs> talking with Michael Keaton, talking with George Clooney, talking with uh, uh, Batman. Anyways. <laughs> He just randomly does the bad to see while everyone's fighting. Yes, yeah. Come on. That would be phenomenal. Oh, that would be great. Um, yeah, I, I, I really am. I'm having watched the Blue Beetle trailer. That looked cool. Yeah. It looks good. Because he's not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to steal that. I, I am, if I'm, I'm more looking for it's, yeah, it's not on the gods and monsters, but I'm looking forward to Jaime. Mm -hmm. It is. Cobra Kai is great. Beetle. He's great. Uh, like I said, I was, yeah, yeah. I, I'm used. To, I like, like, yeah. After you know, one of the big, my favorite Justice League comics was was Blue Beetle. It was it was the Justice League with Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. So I want to see Jaime. I want to as as you know, it's a different Blue Beetle, but I want to see this Blue Beetle movie. I want to see Booster Gold because Booster Gold is basically the. He's the epitome of 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 imposter syndrome, yep. where he's just trying to become. Yeah. So it's I'm so looking forward to those. I think on my end, um, I am excited for Batman Brave and the Bold, but I'm also really excited for Superman Legacy because I'm really ready for another Superman that kind of gets Superman back to more of that kind of character that everyone can look up to rather than him being a kind of conflicted character or turned evil for some reason. I, I just think that sometimes a lot of these writers and producers don't know what to do with Superman because maybe I don't know if it's because they don't really believe in what Superman represents anymore or they're just too jaded and they they but Marvel has has proven with Captain America that that kind of character can work and audiences will oh, yeah. love it. Absolutely. So, the, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> you can be a good guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just be a good guy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and James Gunn is going to have that authority movie where he can do all of the dark and cynical, conflicted yes. superheroes. But I just want Superman to be Superman and embrace everything that what makes that character amazing. And. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I, I hope that eventually they bring his son into it because when, when they introduced in the uh, uh, when they did DC rebirth and they introduced Superman's son, he was one of my favorite new characters. And especially when they paired him up with Damien. Yeah. Cause he's the, he's great. the ultimate foil for Damien. Absolutely. And it, it was perfect, but yeah, I definitely want to see what they do with Superman in this universe. And I'm excited for that lanterns show. That's, that might that might force me to get HBO Max because the I, concept of that show sounds really I, cool. Yes, yeah, and I I love that it's both Hal Jordan and John Stewart because the John Stewart Green Lantern was the one from the animated Justice League that I grew up with. So I'm like, he's kind of like my Green Lantern. So I'm like, and I, I like the idea of having them be it, it be a cop show, just like it, it almost sounds kind of like maybe a grittier Men in Black. Because they're like they're cops looking for for alien activity on Earth and something. And then that could be really cool. So I'm, I'm definitely excited for that. Some some of the things that they've talked about have me a little like, eh, I don't know that I, that Supergirl movie just sounds like 
they're they're going dark again with a Superman family character. And I'm just like, why? But we'll we'll see. I'm open. They they said it's gonna be like kind of a big sci-fi epic production, and I'm into that. So the Tom King comic that it's inspired by is really, really good. If you if if you if you ever read okay, it. Okay, because I haven't read that yet. It's really so. good. It, it it is it is it, there are a lot of dark aspects to it. It's it's a more sort of tortured mm-hmm. uh supergirl. But you know, in contrast to you know, Superman who had like wonderful parents on earth you know yeah i mean so yeah it's, that it's makes kind of sense. a but you know it, it, she's it's a really good story if it's anything like the comic i think i think it could end up being a good movie and that, that that's kind of like tom king's bread and butter now is to do those kind of tortured damaged characters he's good he, at it he's yeah. good at he, it yeah he's one of my favorite writers but he's good at that yeah so uh i the last question i want to throw out to you guys is a fun one and that if you could have a dream, uh, any dream DC live action adaptation, what would it be? Oh boy! Wow, that's everyone's gonna be like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. There's, Thomas, there's, you there's might have so to start many. Us off with that. Yeah. I'll, I'll go first because mine is a little bit out yeah, there. Yeah, please, please, yes. But I love this comic, and I love the animated adaptation. I want. Batman TMNT. Oh my gosh, yes. In live action. Oh my gosh, that was Yes. Those were some of my favorite comic books of the last 10 years. The animated movie is in my top three superhero animated movies. I love that movie. And I like, I, I just want to see the 10 year old in me needs this movie. <laughs> <laughs> needs it so that's that's my pick live action batman tmnt for the win yeah for me i mean i could i could easily say dark knight returns like let's say years from now whoever's playing batman once he's old and grizzled if we could have like you know or like we can get like michael keen to play him now you know like an old grizzled right. batman yeah, yeah. doing that uh you know dark knight returns uh story which you know there's shades of it in Batman v Superman, but it really wasn't telling that that story. Um, but I would I would also love to see um, a Batman Beyond movie. Um, again, something oh, you could yes. easily do with oh, oh, like yes. a Michael Keaton now or or a really good older actor. Because I I mean Batman Beyond, other than Batman the animated series, Batman Beyond is like one of my favorites as well. You could it it could really translate well to to, to film because you could. Obviously, the 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 future that's depicted in Batman Beyond is probably it's more it's, it's kind of like very like a little dated now. You know, it's more kind of cyberpunkish. You know, it's like, yeah, it's Blade, like Blade Runner. Runner. Yeah, but I think you could do something really cool. Like, yeah, a, a, yes, you could you could find like a like a Blade Runner twenty forty nine sort of uh, aesthetic or or something. You know, something crazy like get 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 a Get a director like a Denny Villeneuve who who's very visual and can can paint like a future that that looks uh, really cool. And I think seeing an old grizzled uh, Batman being a mentor um, uh, to a younger one uh, would be really cool. Um, so I, I would that 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 I hope I get to see a Batman Beyond movie in my lifetime. That would be really really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I I. I want them to do 
the whole death of Superman, you know, for a friend, Superman returns, all that. I want all that done well. <laughs> that's, yes. That's what mm-hmm. I want. I want, well. I want it done well. <laughs> <You know? laughs> mm-hmm. That's really, I mean, as far as on the DC uh, side of the ball, that is what I want live action. Yeah. There's not, there's not much else I could say really. I mean, there's some, there's, there's so many good, I don't know, call them pocket universe stories in the DC, like where they just ran with this, like, what if this were true? And then they ran with it and made just amazing storylines. But I really would like to see Death of Superman done. So what about you, David? Do you have one? I was thinking about this. Out of all the characters, one I haven't mentioned or mentioned just briefly. They've never really done him outside of animated. But I think they could, if if it was done right, I think they could do a lot with Martian Manhunter. Yeah, they did Ooh, it right. Love that character because they, they he's. I mean, there was a an animated movie called uh, New Frontier. Yes, uh, DC New Frontier. Yeah, had, they they featured him in there where it's like, you know, he he is he's almost as powerful as Superman, but you know, Batman Batman just like all I need is a penny for a book of matches to take you out. But he's this guy who has to adapt to the world. And hide out and be you know, blend in, and he you know he could he could take man he has all all of those he could have all those elements of so so many good story elements as as an outsider looking in, but he's never really been been tackled. Or the only time they tried to tackle him was a ter- was a, a terrible Justice League pilot, which had uh, the guy from Winchester, uh, the guy who played the guy who played Winchester from Mash as as him. Oh yeah. Yeah, it did not go well. <laughs> so I, yeah, but you know he's he's been he's been in the 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 arrow what's called the Arrowverse, and I thought they did it they did a pretty good job with him there. So why why not the movies? I think I think they could do it. I, I think they the technology is finally good enough. Oh yeah, I absolutely agree. And he's such a great character. And yeah, he he's almost like yeah, I, I definitely think he's he's on my short list of Justice League characters who I really want to see make the transition live action. They could even work in, they could even work in his fascination with Oreos. Right. I mean, yeah. He has this, he's, he's, <laughs> his whole thing where he's addicted to Oreos during one series. So, and that, that's a great thing about the DC universe. It's so diverse. It's so filled with so many eclectic characters, everything ranging from like street level, dark vigilantes like Batman to aliens from outer space to people from the future. What the, the freaking uh, what are they? The uh, the Legion of Superheroes. Imagine that movie. Oh, man. That, that could be insane. Yeah. There's so much untapped potential here. And, you know, I'm I'm glad that they're 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 starting to expand out a little bit from just Batman and Superman to really explore the kind of frontiers of the DC universe and bringing in all these awesome characters. But um yeah, and I, I I can't wait to see where where James Gunn and his partners are going to take us next in this awesome universe. But uh, that'll about do it for us on this inaugural episode of Comics and Coffee. But before we go, we'd like to take a moment to thank our patrons who make all our shows here at StarQuest possible, including Tim D, Sean F, John C, Patrick, and Mike and Angie G. Their generous donations help us to continue to create the secrets of movies and TV shows, and you can join them at sqpn.com slash give. But now we'd like to hear from you, our listeners. What's your favorite comic book movie? 
Are you excited for the future direction of the DC films? You can let us know on our Facebook page or on Twitter, or you can send an email to secrets at sqpn.com, or you can visit our channel on the StarQuest Discord server at sqpn.com slash discord. Until next time, Pat Mason, thank you for joining me on Comics and Coffee. Great being here. Wonderful conversation. Thank you. And Andrew Hermes, thank you as well. Thanks again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing more of these. And David Handlos, thank you too. Thank you very much. It's been fun. Until next time, I'm Thomas Salerno, and thank you for joining us on the secrets of movies and TV shows on StarQuest. Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy, The Secrets of Stargate. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash stargate.